When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, the 158th episode of the College Loop Podcast. I'm Dylan Lark, I am watching on Twitter slash X. I'm here joined by Mr. Harrison Tar. Tar, how are you doing, buddy? You caught me mid-yawn. Oh my gosh, recording this at 11-11. Make a wish. Eastern Standard Time. I, I have know. a wish. <laughs> yeah, I got a few of those. Uh, following Auburn's loss to Alabama, 79-75. Uh, and uh, I have a, an episode of How I Met Your Mother uh, as a spacing in between that game and recording, which is probably best for everybody's mental health because I've got some notes and we'll talk about them here shortly. But yeah, all is well. The that is well, I suppose. Um, working my tail end off at my day job, and then coming home and working harder. So uh, <laughs> I know you get it. Oh, I get it for sure. I mean that, and just to just get right into that game because holy crap, I can't believe that that happened. Uh, Auburn lost in call in the airplane hangar or abstract art, as now we are calling it. Uh, but. 79-75 in a game where just it didn't seem shooting wise anything went Auburn's way. Aiden Holloway over five from the three point line. Denver Jones one for five. Jalen Williams over three. Tra- Chad Baker Mazar over two, and then Katie Johnson over four. Definitely a a ghost uh, ha- like a haunting of the twenty nineteen Auburn offense where you live and die by the three. And tonight. Oh boy, did that did the three ball kill Auburn? Well, uh, I've got a rant, Dylan. So just buckle up. And I know that you called a game this evening or called a couple games this evening. So uh, your your voice could use the vocal rest, anyways. But you you got a good lead in. Uh, you know, you mentioned that this was reminiscent of the 2019 Auburn team that lived and died by that three point shot. Well, this is not the 2019 Auburn team, and and damn it, you don't shoot the three ball like that. You haven't shot the three ball like that in in four or five years now. So uh, that was the first inkling that I may have uh, that early on that Auburn was not going to win this game. I'd kind of decided by halfway through the first half that Auburn was not going to win this game. I I just I made some notes in post game. I just had to kind of write some stuff down um, while it was so fresh in my brain. I'm going to run through them. First and foremost, Janai Broom had a hell of a night, uh, 25 points, and Auburn forgot about him for about a third of the game. They went away from trying to pound the ball inside and get physical and get Alabama into foul trouble and instead decided to play Alabama's brand of basketball and try to run and gun shoot the three-point ball within the first eight seconds of the shot clock. I'm sorry, folks. That is not how Auburn plays basketball. That's not how you operate. 
Janai Broom got served a disservice, and yes, he still dropped 25 because he was the most dominant force in that basketball game, but Auburn was hell-bent and determined to let a handful of, of Alabama Crimson Tide, I guess, athletes uh, take take command of the game. Let's, I mean, let's not forget that Ryland Griffin dropped 17 and at one point was four for four from three-point land, and none of them were close to the arc. They kept getting pushed back. So Janai Broom dropped 25. Auburn forgot about him for about a third of the game. Mark Sears just outclassed the Auburn guards, period. Dropping 22, Auburn guard play was not good. It, it wasn't. Uh, Trey Donaldson looked lost. Aiden Holloway looked like the most freshman freshman I've ever seen. You could have told me this game was played in November, and I would have believed you. And that's not me saying that Aiden doesn't have all the talent in the world. The stage looked too big and too bright uh, for, for all of, of all the Auburn guards, for that matter, and Katie Johnson included. I, I'll, I'll touch base on him in a second. And, yes, we'll go ahead and knock out the fun lights Comment and go ahead and knock that out of the way now. Yes, we can. You get the moral victory that Alabama couldn't turn the lights on in their engineering department's not as good as Auburn's nowhere near, never will be, never has been, never will be. But that's about all you've got is that moral victory because as, as you go down, like I mentioned, Mark Sears just outclassing Auburn. Uh, I mean, at, at some points, and we'll, we'll talk, I'll talk in a second about personnel rotation going one on one on Dylan Carmel and Janai Broom. And yes, those words came out of my mouth. And then did I mention that he was guarded by Leor Berman for two and a half minutes? Yeah, we'll talk about that here in just a second. And that actually brings me to my next point. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of going to my chronological order of things that really, I guess, most irritating to least irritating. Not that any of these are particularly good. So buckle up, folks. The personnel decisions were horrendous. They were really, really bad schematically. Under no circumstances, barring half the team fouling out, should Leor Birdman be guarding Mark Sears, one of the leading scorers in the Southeastern Conference, one of the better, if not one of the best basketball players in America. Look, listen, you can hate Alabama all you want. Acknowledge the fact that Mark Sears is a special talent and he's going to play in the league. He's going to have a successful career in the league. Why on God's green earth is Leor Berman guarding him? Why? And you, and and for whatever reason, people, you know, the, the, the team on the court seems surprised that Leor got torched twice, um, both going to the rack and, and just an easy spacing three from Mark Sears. Uh, that, that was questionable at best. Uh, KD Johnson was on the floor way too long. It, it, it was, it was hard to see. He was playing very, very much like 2023, 2022-2023 KD, which is not what you wanted. And he's played too good a basketball this year for you to leave him in there to die. Uh, Auburn turned the ball over 11 times. 11 times. You cannot expect to win a basketball game when you turn the ball over 11 times. Granted, somehow Alabama outturned over the ball to Auburn 14-11. to 11. And I, I get that. You can point that in the box score all you want, but it does not matter. You're turning the ball over like that. You're not giving yourself chances. And that's going to kind of lead me into my next point. You're not giving yourself chances to retain possession. Auburn got murdered, murdered on the defensive glass. Uh, I, I don't. I'd have to look at the at the rebounding in front of me, but the second chance points were, were ridiculous for Alabama. Uh, yeah. Auburn or Auburn had 12 offensive rebounds. Alabama had 16. Offensive rebounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Total it was 46. Alabama 41. Yeah. Auburn. Auburn just got bullied on second chance points um, down low. And, and, and that was not just at any, it's any discredit of Janai Broom. I've got another point I'll make here in a second about his, his depth piece behind him, but it, it, just giving Alabama entirely too many opportunities on possessions and making silly, silly plays. I tweeted a couple times throughout the game. I don't know if you guys saw or not. If you didn't, I don't blame you. I don't to be during that game too, but Auburn needed to make their possessions make sense and just refused to. Like, it was, it was just a, a deliberate decision to not make your possessions make sense. 
Uh, and, and it was that, that, that bleeds into my next point. Dylan shot selection was horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Auburn tied the game two or three times. I, I, I had three by my count and proceeded to either jack up threes or make flashy passes, uh, that were not high percentage looks to try to jump ahead. Auburn led one time in the second half of that game and then proceeded to squander it because the offensive possessions didn't make sense. You weren't playing your game. You were playing Alabama's game. That is your recipe to lose. I mean, honestly, not just the Bama game. That's your recipe to lose any game. Auburn did exactly what Alabama wanted them to do, and that was play at at a higher tempo and put up threes that they had no business shooting. Uh, not not to mention the abysmal, what was it, 5 of 25 from the perimeter and why are you putting up 25 shots in the, in the, in the first place. I kind of, uh, I mentioned that here in my, my notes, Dylan, that the three-point shooting was awful. And, and for whatever reason, Auburn stuck with it. 5 of 25 when you were having routine success in the paint. Chad Baker-Mazzaro was getting the job done. Janai Broom was the most dominant player on the floor. And you decided to go away from him. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, this, this is, uh, listen, I don't, I don't get paid the big bucks to coach ball. I just get paid the no bucks to sit here and talk about ball. And I, and I get that. I'm not lost. That's not lost on me. But at the same time, I, I am a little befuddled that Auburn tried to go away. Even when they made, they closed that 14 point gap, came back and, and went on this huge run, went away from what was working. If it's not broke, Dylan, don't fix it. Damn it. I, I don't, I don't think it's that complicated. Not to mention, Alabama shot the damn lights out. Pun intended, whatever. I don't I, listen. I'm really not in the mood for puns. I'm not. I, I'm, <laughs> this game really irritated me. And, and Auburn's going to be fine. And I'll talk about that here in a minute. I'm glad I got to watch an episode of How Much Rather Than Between to clear my head. Auburn's going to be fine. But Alabama shot the damn lights out. I, I think I had them at 11 of, of, of 29, right? 11 of 30 from three. And I mean, they couldn't miss. It didn't matter what the range was. Didn't help that Auburn was giving them good looks uh, and and wasn't closing out when they should have been. I mean, specifically uh, when whenever I'm, I, it's actually just infuriating for me for me to sit here and, and think about how good of a game Ryland Ryland Griffin had. But whenever Ryland Griffin was there, they just weren't closing out and and had weird weird matchups, which kind of all goes together. Moving on from that, Aiden Holloway looked lost. He looked lost, man. I mean, look, if that's going to be your closing guard, and I, I think it should be Aiden. I think Aid's got all the talent in the world. I think he's going to have a, a long, successful NBA career. And we'll talk after this season about where he's at in terms of draft stock and whether or not he'll return to Auburn. That'll be a big topic of conversation. But he looked lost. The moment was too big tonight. And I'm not saying he's not built for it. That's not at all what I'm getting at. It was just a kind of a, a culture shock moment. Auburn hadn't lost a basketball game in a long time. And they hadn't not won by a significant margin in 11 games. And as a matter of fact, not one of their wins has been close. They, they they got tested head-to-head with a, a pretty good Alabama team, a team that I think Auburn's still infinitely better than. And their closers look lost in large, with the exception of Janai Broom. And that starts with Aiden Holloway. Uh, he, he just did not look like he was built for the moment. And and like you mentioned, the abysmal uh, offer from, from the perimeter and just bad looks from the perimeter. You don't always need the hero ball three. That, that stuff works in high school. It doesn't work in the Southeastern Conference. I mean, technically, Ofer from the field, not even Ofer from the three. Ofer from the field. Yeah. He yeah, has no, two I, points coming from a free throw line. There's never a time in the world where I should look at Aiden Holloway's box score, and he has fewer points than Chris Moore. Correct. And never. Chris Moore, by the way, hit a, hit a, hit a big-time three. Uh, give Chris Moore his fly, flowers. He hit a big-time three late in that game. Uh, Denver and CBM, they were actually good. Uh, CBM missed uh, a, a pretty big free, free throw. There at the end that would have tied it up and kind of changed the dynamic and he kind of beat himself up over it. But CBM played good ball. 
Uh, he kept Auburn in it. He understood the assignment of let's pound the paint. Seemed to be just him and Janai Broom on the same page there, which is unfortunate because you got two forwards that are the only ones on the same page, and neither of them are real ball handlers. I understand CBMs, a forward guard, whatever you want to call them, a, a hybrid 2-3. But the only guys that really understood the assignment, they actually played well. They were the shining, shining points. Denver playing good defense and also getting it done from beyond, not just beyond the arc, but working his way into, the, into that high-glass layup. I thought, I thought Denver played fine, but KD Johnson was really bad KD tonight. And and that tur- two turnovers and, and just selfish with the ball. He gets this look. I actually told my roommate as I was watching the uh, watching the game, and, and I'm, this is no earth-shattering news, nothing that no one's talked about before, but he gets this look in his eye where you know KD's not passing the ball. And, and you know he's going to try to score. And look, there's something to be said. I, I'm, I'm all for the winner mentality. The winners want the ball in their hands when the game's on the line. I, I, that is a cliche straight out of the replacements straight from the counter Reeves movie. Like look, I, I get that, but I, I, I think there's a lot of validity in it. The, the winners want the ball. You're not that guy. Yeah. In terms of you're not the guy that's going to be the savior on a routine basis. Everyone gets their turn. If you, if you're, if you're in the, in that, you know, five, one through seven range on this team, everyone's going to get their turn to play that savior role, play that big moment role. But Katie Johnson, when when he decides he's going to take a shot, or when he decides he's putting his head down to the rack, he doesn't really care. I don't think <laughs> what, what what where where the ball should be going in that play in that possession. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Tonight was really really bad. In my last note, Dylan Cardwell looked like a Dylan Cardwell from any other season except for this one. Um, he had a couple of big time blocks. He did. Um, and 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 coming down the stretch, he looked a hell of a lot better than he did at the beginning of the game. This is not the Dylan Carball we saw at Tuscaloosa last year, uh, where he stepped up in a big way. Um, granted, the guy above him is playing lights out basketball, and you're not getting as many minutes because that's one of those games you got to rotate the guys that are hot. Um, but but Dylan Carball wasn't mesmerizing, and as I mentioned, I mean, I guess I can't really give Janai all the flowers because Auburn got dominated, uh, not dominated, but seeming, seemingly dominated on the board, especially in put back opportunities. I'm really, really disappointed in this team for this game. They were due for a loss, and, and they're going to be okay. But the way that Auburn proceeded to lose this game um, is disheartening and concerning. Uh, we've been fighting the – you and I have discussed this, Dylan, the don't peak too early allegations, and this is not a good way to fight them off. Uh, I, I, it's hard to win on the road in this league. It is hard to win a rivalry game in this league, and Auburn's going to be fine. They're going to be dancing in March, and I, I still think this team is, is going to be really, really good. I still think they're going to compete for the SEC in the regular season at that, that, but they got a lot of things they got to learn from this game. First off, I mean, you knew with four minutes left, it was a race to 75. That's just not you. That's just not who you are. And that's just not how you play ball. Um, I got some other complaints. I'm going to let you chime in here, Dylan. Um, and I'm going to put a bow on this and kind of spins on it before I let you preview Auburn's clash with Mississippi state here in just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm lucky enough to where I was not able to watch this game because, God forbid, I don't know how I'd be feeling right now outside of the sore throat aside. But, I mean, looking ahead, this is just – this is Auburn's third quad one game and Euro Auburn's three. third quad one loss for a team that has probably been playing the best basketball out of I, I want to say a lot of teams probably some of the best basketball in the country i'd say more than eighth eighth i'd really uh and good lord uh and i completely agree i think we're about we're very close to the conversation of aiden holloway potentially 
having to stay in it. There's going to be a Sharif Cooper level like offseason discussion of whether he should stay or go. And that's not, that's not me that. hating. That's not me hating on A. Oh, He's no. got the tools. He's got the tools, and and he, he will figure it out. It will be this year. But tonight, some players was, can't be a one on one and done. Tonight wasn't it. I mean, tonight's one of those films you wish you could burn. Uh, it, it really is. And and look, holistically, Dylan, in, in the grand scheme of things, yes, this game does shift. Who's in the driver's seat in the SEC? Um, Auburn's still very much in the mix in the conversation that could have been solely in the driver's seat. And and I understand the premise and principle of having a target on your back and all that, and you know you can't expect perfection. You're going to lay an egg every now and again, uh, and and Auburn will be fine. I think they'll wind up splitting this series with Alabama, and when when the tide come to town, uh, and 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 on the plains here in a couple weeks, I actually expect Auburn to throttle Nate Oates and company. Uh, I I mean that uh, I, I really do. I, I I think this Auburn team is light years better than that Alabama team. Uh, I think they're a very good team with a very, very good and talented, one of the best players in the league. But I don't think that they are the end-all, be-all, you know, Final Four, Elite Eight, hell, even Sweet 16 team that, that some people may make them out to be. That being said, Auburn's got to learn a lot from this one, Dylan. I mean, you've got to learn, if nothing else, play your brand. Sometimes you're going to get beat. Sometimes teams are going to shoot the lights out. And, and hell, Alabama did. But sometimes is not all the time. <laughs> you want to make the majority of the time you playing your brand of basketball and you imposing your will. Um, that being said, I'm, I mean, there's no one safe here for me, except for maybe Janai Brooms and I'll throw CBM in that mix. Uh, and, and I'll, I don't know, Denver's on the fringe for me. But everybody else on that staff and on that squad, you had a lot to learn. Um, personnel decision-making, I don't know who had scout on this one. I would assume probably Steven. Um, I don't know what you saw and look, I'm not, I'm not the expert. I, I just, I, the decision to put Leor Berman really pissed, pissed a lot of people off, uh, put, put Leor Berman on Mark Sears. I don't get it. Um, you got to know your opponent better than that. And know yourself better than that. Uh, we are getting to the point of the year too, where Simo love you mean it. Um, it's time to start talking about CBM getting starting minutes. I mean, which he already does in large, but like CBM being one of those from the jump guys, uh, it, it is time to make those fine tuning rotational adjustments and to start understanding that, you know, you, you're deep and you, and you play that to your advantage. You absolutely want to want to flex your one through 10 plus whatever you want to call it. But also you need to understand who works with who in what situations it's okay to bring your guys in. I'm telling you right now, if there's a starting one on the floor, it's got to be KD or Denver Jones. It's, it's got to be playing defense on, on one of those guys. I actually prefer Denver. That's just a take that I have. But uh, look, I, the answer is not Leor Berman. The answer right now is not Trey Donaldson, nor is it Aiden Holloway. You just have to figure out with what you got, where to put pieces together. Uh, and, and I understand that's part of the learning curve, but damn it, we are six games into the SEC schedule now, right? You got to know. And let this game serve as the okay. We got punched in the mouth. We got to that. And that um, just don't shoot the rock so many times. Good God! I mean, like you're hitting threes is fun, and they count more than twos. I'm not I understand the math, but make your shots worth your time. Efficiency. This this team's been so efficient all year. What? Why stray from that? Why not be you? Other teams will try to force you into some other stuff, like moving your moving your game strategy around. But in large. 
I, I think there's only one team in this league that might be better than you. I think I think it's Tennessee end of list. If there's a team better in the SEC than Auburn, um, don't lose sight of that. I I, just, I think I think that the, the moment was just there's a lot of factors still, and the rivalry doesn't help. Um, cert, certainly doesn't help that. But you lost to a team I don't think is nearly as good as you, and and that happens in college basketball. But you got to learn from it. Yeah, it, this rivalry is always going to be if a team if they're the teams are as I don't want to say this, but I'm going to even or closer in talent. It's gonna it's gonna be a sport on average. Series, on this average. year's this year's not close. This year's yeah. not close. But and it's less about if the better team won or just the better shooting team won. And I think it's probably the latter. Like I, I, I think don't... it's the team that sticks with their identity. Yeah. I mean, let's let's look at the last two years when teams have swept each other. We've we swapped off sw- sweeps, right? Uh, Alabama, more talented last year probably. Um, but played their game, their brand of basketball for a combined what eighty minutes over those two games. Um, Auburn did not, and then the year before, Auburn played about eighty minutes of their brand of basketball. Well, let's be real; those that first one, anyways. Uh, all right, sixty-five minutes of their brand of basketball. Uh, it's staying true to your form and knowing yourself and not straying away from it. I, I think there's so much of that when, when when you throw in this rivalry. And the Iron Bowl of basketball has never been better. The rivalry's never been better than it is right now. And I don't know that it ever will be better than it is right now. Um, it's very much alive, very much well. So you throw everything out, the all the logic out the window, right? And then we got four or five, ten minutes of interviewing uh, Jalen Milrow. So that was cool. <laughs> That's all I've got. Dylan, feel free to add anything else. But I'm going to let you get the preview on um, Auburn's clash this weekend um, with Mississippi State. And then I'll ro- roll into our ad read before we touch base on football, women's basketball, and then let the people sleep. Or let us sleep and let them enjoy the rest of their uh, Thursday. <laughs> we'll do. But, yeah, after that, whatever the game that was, Auburn will be on the road yet again traveling to Starkville, Mississippi, to take on the 13-6, and 2-4 and four in the SEC Mississippi State Bulldogs. In a game by FPI standards, Auburn is a 65.1% chance favorite to win. Uh, Janai Broom coming in as the leading scorer. Shocker on that front. 15.3 points per game. And uh, Mississippi State coming off of a nice little 13-point win over Vanderbilt on the road. Or at home, sorry, in Starkville. But also have losses to Kentucky, Alabama, South Carolina, and, of Georgia course, Tech. Georgia Tech. So, yeah, l- l- walk us through a little bit what Auburn's got to get the get the job done there, Dylan. Yeah, uh, looking at Mississippi State, uh, you really just have you have one guy in Tolu Smith, who I believe everyone's pretty much very well acquainted with Tolu yeah. Smith. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he has been there for at least 18 years, uh, <laughs> at the at the bare minimum, uh, averaging 20 points a game. He's only playing six games. Uh, so I'm not too sure if he will be playing in this game if if he's only played in six. So that is a that is a veteran right there. But right after him is Josh Hubbard, uh, their guard, who's averaging 23 points a game, averaging 14 points, and shooting 36 from the three point line. A guy who is going to throw it up and has a good shot of making it. Uh, and that's really their best three point shooter uh, when it comes in terms of minutes played. No one on this team is really sh- that t- plays meaningful minutes is shooting more than 30. 34. So I uh, really only got to shut down one guy. They're not very deep. They got a lot of guys playing a lot of minutes. Uh, and this is, this is a team looking ahead. I mean, you have a nice three game 
easy stretch, I want to say. Easier stretch before you welcome Alabama back into Neville Arena. So I it's looking at what looking at really one dude if Tolu Smith is not going to be available for this game. Which I he very well just could not be, and I just have not done my due diligence of research. Uh to my knowledge, I think you're correct. Uh and and for me, I, I think that the this it doesn't really come down to X's and O's as much as I'm going to preach to the choir here. Um, just your brand. I, I know I've said that 15 times. I was trying to find a different, a different wording there, but also you're deeper. You're just a hell of a lot deeper than Mississippi state. Uh, that, that's not a bad ball club. They're well coached. And, and in fact that they've been able to maintain so much roster continuity uh, is, is impressive uh, at the hump. That's one of the arenas of all time. Um, it's notice I did not say the best, but one of the arenas of all time. Uh, I, I think this one is throw the X's and O's out the window a little bit here, Dylan. Uh, got to guard better from the perimeter. Uh, Auburn should have learned a lot from that on uh, on on Wednesday night, but it's one of those guard get right games. Uh, you gotta you gotta just not. I'm not saying guard is in like uh, play defense. I'm talking about your specific guard play, and it does start with their defensive ability to close out. From the perimeter, I, I really just don't care about who you're matching up with as much as playing a team that you can out-rotate and beating the brakes off of them on the road. That is, I think, the key to success for Auburn. Like, foot on the gas, don't let up. There will be a run. That's, basketball is a game of runs, always is. Outlive the run and proceed to beat the ever-living hell out of them. I, I, that is that is the remedy. That is the way that you can get yourself back in good graces and you've got to prove and see yourself do it again. It's been a while since Arkansas, but see yourself – when in the on the road in the I guess Vanderbilt, excuse me, but when on the road in a hostile environment in the SEC. Yeah, and uh, I just did my research. Cholu Smith does play. Uh, he played 32 minutes last night against Florida and a loss to the Gators, nine point loss to the Gators. And the other loss outside of Georgia Tech that Mississippi State has has suffered was one of Southern University. Hmm. So looking at that, uh, but. Stay true to your brand of basketball. This game, it's going to be a lot easier than the Iron Bowl. And this just kind of helped. This nice little three-game stretch is going to be very helpful for a team that needs to really work back towards getting back to their identity. Uh, especially, you know, let let Aiden figure the game out. That's exactly what you need to happen. If, because what's the difference between this Auburn team and the last year's Auburn team that struggled so much? The guard play. Guard what play. shut down a Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler-led Auburn team? Auburn's guard play. Aiden Holloway, Denver Jones, Trey Donaldson, Katie Johnson. Use these three games to figure things out. I don't think Auburn loses in these next three games at all. Agreed. But the Iron Bowl of basketball is a two-part series. Part two. And you're going to need the best out of your guards if you're wanting to not let a, to let a team like that sweep you especially if Auburn finds a way to lose their identity, which believe me, we are well, we have seen that happen before. Bringing it full circle, get better over the next three games. And and I, that's specifically at the guard position, which listen, as I transition into our, our ad reads here, before we move on, Dylan, I know we got to keep cooking, but the guard position is inherently, in my opinion, the toughest position to maintain continuity at in terms of high level play in, in college basketball, because the good ones leave. <laughs> like, like they're the, I, tell me I'm wrong. Even even if they're tall, they're, someone's like, "Oh, you're six six guard, cool. You're gonna come play forward, or you're gonna come play the two guard for us. We're gonna use you." Like, it's the toughest one to have continuity because they all leave and they touch the ball the most. So I, I I get it, but there's also like 
the great teams take care of that problem. And if you're going to be a great team, you've got to make sure you take you capitalize on an opportunity to develop against a handful of opponents. As, as Dylan just mentioned, I also anticipate Auburn going three and zero in their next three. And I also, for that matter, I I, I think they're going to open up. What is to quote Charles Barkley, a can of whoop ass on uh, on, on Alabama when when the tide take take the planes uh, in Neville Arena. Okay, as we transition in from Auburn basketball and we kind of wrap up our men's basketball conversation, we're going to. Remind you guys that if you guys want to support the College Loop Podcast, the number one way you can do that is to hit like, subscribe, ring the bell right here on the, if you're listening on the YouTube channel. Drop your comments. Give us your feedback on what Auburn did poorly, what they did well, what they can build upon, and how they can get right over the next three games or over just the next Mississippi, over the next Mississippi State game, if you like, in the comments section. That is huge. I cannot tell you guys how much we appreciate it. Push Hashtag push for 800 subs. You guys are the best listeners in the world. If you're not watch, watching on the YouTube stream and you're hanging out with us on the streaming platform of your choice, hey, what's up? Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Make sure you give us five stars and a thumbs up on whatever the highest rating is on your streaming platform of choice. Share the show with a friend so we can continue to grow the listener base, the loopers, if you will. And if you guys want to support the show even further, want to show your college loop passion and pride, you can have head over, head over good Lord almighty, to the warreport.com. Pick up your very own Feel Loopy College Loop Warport co-branded t-shirt that is coming in tw- in five different colorways 25 dollars. i cannot speak today most comfortable shirt you'll ever own if you pick up your very own feeling loopy t-shirt make sure you use hashtag feeling loopy that's feeling without the g on whatever social media platform makes you feel the happiest shoot us a tweet shoot us an instagram shoot us a dm make sure you tag us in it you can also email that to the college loop one at gmail.com we'll feature it on our next show stream etc etc since i've tripped over my words five times in the last five minutes Dylan, I'm going to let you open us up here with Auburn football talk. And, guys, if you thought the loss to Alabama was a bummer on Wednesday night, just know Ryan Williams recommitted to the University of Alabama at Tuscaloosa. Have fun with this one, Dylan. Yeah, uh, back-to-back losses to Alabama the same day. Uh, but I got to be honest, bright side, uh, like light side thinking for a little bit, I'm not too bit out of shape out of losing Ryan Williams because no. I do think this class is still awesome. Bryce Kane, Malcolm Simmons are really good. They don't get talked about enough. And then, of course, you have Perry Thompson, who is laughably underrated. laughably lost his, four, his fifth star, which now makes him the most underrated wide receiver prospect of the class of 2024, alongside Bryce Kane and Malcolm Simmons. So and now, Dylan. look, you've given you've – given, and Dylan Gentry. You've given Auburn rat poison. That's all you've done. Uh, and, of course, Cam Coleman coming in. Uh, I don't can think this call, class – we call Dylan Gentry NIL, young boy? I am – <laughs> that, that got me that one got me is it and it should be nil or sec young boy nil works a lot better i think uh, so too nil young boy but yeah i, I th- it sucks from a standpoint because i was working under the uh <clears throat> excuse me the aa or abb mantra anyone but bama was how I was looking at it. Because that was my only thing. I was like, I don't care if he went to Texas. I don't care if he went to Texas A&M. I don't care if he went to LSU. I did care if he went to Alabama. Because that was a moral victory for Alabama fans to get a five-star wide receiver, even though that's something that they're not, like, strangers to. Uh, it, it, we pretty much I, – I pretty much had it in the back of my brain that he was going to go to Alabama the second that he willingly took a video with Roll Tide Willie. Uh, that was really the only. I kind of think he just wanted to go check out Texas A and M and then recommit. Probably. Jim Fisher's no longer signing checks, so he realized <laughs> he wouldn't be getting two hundred fifty grand for that. So he had to either go with Alabama or Auburn. 
uh, who don't I mean, just Jimbo could be cutting checks right now for sure if he wanted to be. Oh, yeah. Jimbo would throw a fat, fat check. Nah, that bro's got personal checks to cut now, man. <laughs> I, I, want that, I want his bank account, bro. I want his job, man. Come on. Right? Yeah, no, me too. For real. No, no one's paid you're, more to do nothing. You're telling me people just have to say I'm a shitty football coach and I get paid, what is it, $100 million? Like, yeah, fine. Yeah, somewhere around that. But yeah, Auburn did lose out on Ryan Williams. <laughs> Auburn lost on Ryan Williams. I, I just, I'm just not. Bit out of shape, but I know a lot of Auburn fans are a little mad about this because you know the Freeze Five, uh, the Fab Five, whatever you want to call them. It, it, cool man, we got Cam Coleman, we got Bryce Kane, we got Malcolm Simmons, we got Perry Thompson, we got Dylan Gentry coming in. Yeah, I, and I owe young boy, bro. We Auburn is building a wide receiver room that Ryan Williams would have just been a what's the word I'm looking for? You know, whenever you get a sandwich. And let's say you eat like a, let's say you go to sub, Subway, not sponsored by the way, and you get not mad, not mad. Uh, let's say you get a, let's just go. You get a sandwich, you know. It's simple. Yeah, that's like what a, I get at Subway. Yeah, I'm gonna go with mine. Italian BMT, Italian urban cheese. You know, okay. you got the pepper. You already got the pepperoni. Great call. Great call. Oh yeah, so great. I also got the elite chicken and bacon ranch today. That one was also really good. Elite. You you get the Italian BMT on Italian urban cheese. The foot long. You got the pepperoni, you got the salami, you got the cheese, you got the other meat that I'm forgetting about right now, which I believe is just salami, pepperoni. Pastrami, no? Pastrami, maybe. Ryan Williams would have just been adding like an extra layer of cheese on it. Like it was like, it's like, it's not like, it's not like needed, but make a break. Yeah. And of course, double cheese is free. So it's like, it would would just been an extra level, level of cheese that you didn't really need. Right, right, right. And I know this is a weird, very weird analogy. Right, this is a hell of an analogy, but I'm rolling with it. You, you're bringing in the Freeze 4. And Freeze 5, if you want to count Dylan Gentry, which I fully believe that the Auburn family has completely agreed that Dylan Gentry is the best recruit that Key Freeze picked up over the past three, two, past two years. That He's, he's definitely, like, the most fun recruit in a while. And he's probably the most tweeted about recruit. That, guy, that guy's awesome. Like, I'm not joking. I love Dylan Gentry. His highlights are awesome, too. I mean, definitely a steal. Uh, are talking, wait, are you talking about his tape or, like, the highlights he's got in his hair? Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree both ways. Like, I was making <laughs> sure. Like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with it. Like, if he's not – if he doesn't have one of those, um, like, mouthpieces that are, like, also a grill, I'm going to be really disappointed. But, yeah, I'm not bit out of shape about it. I don't think Auburn fans should be. You're bringing in a lot of talent regardless. And – I mean, at some point, is is enough enough? You you got four. You're bringing in four very talented wide receiver room, very talented wide receiver talent, and you're also trying to rebuild that room through the portal as well. I mean, would there have been any room for Ryan Williams to have gotten? I don't in? think there were touches. I I don't think so either. It is what it is. Yeah, you know, like yeah, move forward, right? Yeah, I mean, what's what's one? I mean, Bam is only five star. Wide receiver this class, maybe only wide receiver this class. Auburn's bringing in four that are all good enough to play. Malcolm Simmons, Bryce Kane, Perry Thompson should all be five stars regardless. Auburn should have should have four or five star wide receivers, and then it, uh, Ryan was Ryan was would have just been sprinkles on a banana split Sunday. Yeah, That's, yeah, there you go. Not needed, but really it, 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 it takes good. Really to trying the food analogies, and I respect it. I might be hungry. That might but be. It. I think it's time we move on from that. 
Yeah, because I am starving, I believe. <laughs> That's where I'm getting at. I am I hungry. Know. Yeah. <laughs> now, before I get any more food analogies, there is one lo- one last game we're going to talk about before we get out of here as women's basketball, who are fresh off of an Iron Bowl win, are going to travel to – or not travel, come back or stay home for the Deep South oldest rivalry of basketball, uh, <laughs> which I don't believe is actually a coined name of this rivalry. It I, should be. It definitely should be uh, as they take on the 10 and nine, one and five NFC conference play Georgia lady Bulldogs in Neville arena on the 29th at six o'clock PM central standard time. Uh, another huge, huge sec game for coach Jay and company. Yeah. going to be a big one uh, for the tigers uh, at home. And, and it really, really starts uh, in, in the paint, uh, making sure that your, your bigs can stack up against Javen Nicholson, um, who's averaging 15-6 a game, uh, 9.3 in rebounds. I mean, hell, she's almost averaging a double-double. Gets half a block a game, so you can count on her for at least one block. Will commit a couple turnovers, but shoots pretty well from the from the field, 45-2, uh, and about a 70% free throw shooter. Does not shoot the ball from anywhere else, but inside the painted area. But she's getting the job done, and she's playing about 30 minutes a ball game, which that's, for those of you guys keeping notes, a lot of basketball. And then you've got Zosha, uh, excuse me, Zosha Smith, also another forwards. So once again, the front court of UGA, a narrative, uh, playing 25 three minutes a game, averaging nine nine uh, with five and a half rebounds, shooting 25 percent from three point range. So you, one four goes in. If you do that math, that's how that checks out. It's only kind of like quick fractions I can do. Um, shooting 47 percent from the field, doesn't turn the ball over much. One eight a game, still will poke the ball out, loo- poke the ball loose. It's going to be able to. Uh, it's going to be the story about Auburn being able to score down low and also. Preventing Georgia from doing so, forcing them to push out from the perimeter. Georgia only shooting 27% as a team from beyond the arc, and also only about 66% from the three free throw line. So good fouls, smart fouls, absolutely on the table this game. Uh, something that you've got to keep in the back of your mind and keep in your pocket if you're Coach Jay. Also, Georgia's turning the ball over pretty routinely. I mean, they're, they're turning the ball over kind of a lot uh, of their starting five. Uh, four of them are looking at nearly two turnovers a game. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's kind of have 1.4. We'll round up 1.4 to 2 just to make it easy on, and help my uh, help my narrative. But still, making sure that you've got fast hands on defense as well uh, and converting on, on fast break points, um, turning your defense into offense. That's basic fundamental basketball. Auburn's got a lot of momentum right now. Uh, there's a lot of buzz around the Auburn women's uh, program, and the, t- the turnout in fan sports has been unprecedented. Uh, this is this is the sky looking up or looking up or toward the sky for Auburn women's basketball and another opportunity to defeat a team that you really took the wheels off their bus last year. Let's not forget Auburn women's basketball effectively broke Georgia last year. Uh, do it again. I mean, uh, everyone hate, literally everybody hates Georgia, myself included. Um, so why not make it, make it fun there, but an opportunity for coach Jay and company to find themselves kind of in the middle of the pack in the sec Dylan, which is a huge success. This team is, Building off the momentum that they grabbed with a huge win over LSU, but you need this one because you got a pretty tough opponent coming in next week in University of South Carolina. I have been smack talking with my colleague uh, at at work who actually played for Don Staley at South Carolina, and when I told her that Auburn was going to beat them next week, um, she laughed in my face, and I understood. <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out uh, Coach Coco. Yeah, Lauren Falhoun, awesome, absolute legend at South Carolina. Average, I think. Uh, 4.6 minutes under Don Staley. Yeah, it was electric. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's a fun little t- side pit, tidbit for me. Big opportunity, Dylan, uh, to get the job done at home. And and, and George is pretty deep. So it's it's going to be a dead depth chat, uh, test. Yeah, and of course, this is another chat, another heat check game for, for Auburn. That team, I don't know if you just heard that thunder going on. There's a storm a brewing behind me, that window right there. 
Uh, but a, a huge, another huge test to see, you know, that's a test the waters of the Auburn fan base to see how many games they're willing to come and see Auburn smack if they will. Uh, because right now, we'll, Auburn's women, all, Coach J and Co. They are undefeated when it comes to playing in front of crowds of six thousand or more. Plus. That's right. So if you just fill up the stands for every game, it's almost like home court advantage helps. It's almost like home court advantage is a thing. Uh, yeah. I, I do. I don't know how likely it is for this game to be filled up, but I do have a good feeling about Thursday's game being filled. Yeah, up. I do too. I, I'm I'm with you. I think that uh, the marketing team will be all over that. So make sure you guys support Auburn women's basketball. Before we get out of here, I think you got a couple other pieces of of uh, quick, quick tidbits for Auburn lore, if you will, Auburn sphere. Yeah, just back to football for a little bit. Justin Rogers hasn't been and has been invited to the NFL Combine uh, after me and Tar stupidly said that Auburn had nobody else that was probably going to get invited to the Combine. Justin Rogers Here's what it looked is. at us and said, "You know what? Watch I'm going to go to the Combine." Watch me with. Uh, so me I do believe he might have a nice little showcase. I don't know how likely he, I guess him going is him getting drafted is very possible, but also a lot of Albert Tigers went to the combine and did not get drafted last year. Happened. Uh, I do think he has a chance to really drive up his stock. Uh, Auburn does have a good history and track record with defensive linemen in case you weren't aware. Because I was, it was the only bright side of my NFL season. Uh, Auburn had a defensive lineman break the record for tackles in a season for a defensive tackle. When that was uh, Mr. Derek Brown. And Derek Brown, if you're ever listening to this, just know that I love you and never leave the Carolina Panthers, please. You're the only bright spot I have on that team. At least I can brag about for right now. Your only glimmer of hope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the last bit, we're in, we're going to end off a nice little happy note. Uh, About time. They, <laughs> and back to softball and just so you know if you're not aware auburn baseball and softball are returning to our lives in just a matter of weeks and we are so happy for that thank god maddie penta nilia peralta have been named to the preseason all sec teams which in case you weren't aware that is very very much deserved for both of those girls definitely two of the best in the sec and the sec acknowledging that as it stands uh, and it's going to be very fun to watch those girls play uh, with all the new faces and new places. And Maddie Penta just doing what she does best. Show me eight players in the league better than her. <laughs> Show me two. Show yeah. me one. Show, Show me, me one player. Show me one. Show me one. I'm then go ahead and tell you. She already got snubbed once out of out of an award. She doesn't win it this year. I, we, we riot. Yeah, no, 100% agree unequivocally. That's all we've got for the College Loop podcast today. If you guys want to continue supporting the College Loop, as you guys have been so kind as to do uh, leading up to this point and beyond, you can hit like, subscribe, and ring the bell if you're watching on the YouTube stream. Make sure you give us your comments and give us your thoughts. Give us your hot takes, your cold takes, everything in between. Uh, let us know what you thought about Dylan's long thought out food analogies. I think he's very, very hungry. So hopefully he's going to grab himself a little late night bite before he hits the sack this evening. As Unless we wrap you up like them, then I'll, then I'll keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so that's an option that you have. Uh, if you're not watching on the YouTube stream, make sure that you give us five stars or a thumbs up, whatever the highest rating is on your streaming platform of choice. Share the show with a friend. We promise you don't understand how much that helps us out, helps out the hashtag algorithm and helps us continue to grow the Looper country, Looper family, whatever you want to call it. You guys are the best listeners in all of sports fear, all of the world. We appreciate and love every single one of you guys. Genuinely, genuinely hope you know that's from the bottom of our heart. I'm Harrison Tari. I buy Harrison Tari on the Bird app and on, I almost said on X, I've done this back-to-back shows, on the Bird app and on Instagram. If you guys want to come hang out with me, if you want to check out any of my, my 
other professional work. That's at Wesleyan underscore athletics and at Wesleyan College GA. So go check that out. Give me some love and support over there. Really, really appreciate that. Try to build up a brand and help build my por- portfolio while also giving our student athletes a top tier experience. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to them. Hashtag grow women's sports. That's my big piece for today. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And I'm just going to say it one more time since I just mentioned that. Hashtag grow the game. Share women's sports with a friend. Make other people watch up women's basketball this week. Yes. Uh, I'm Dunlock. I will tank on Twitter slash X. And that's going to be at Y-A-B-Y. The tank. Also on Instagram as well. I don't at D-Y-L-E and A-L-R-C-K. If you know how to spell either of those again, they're just right right there uh, on the bottom left of my camera. I uh, just want to let y'all know. I just got a tweet pop up from Mr. Justin Ogerson himself. Uh, if you're looking for some bright sides to stuff, uh, moral victories are our best friends when it comes to games like that. Uh, Auburn has jumped from or has fallen from number five in the Kimpom to number five, number three to number three in the T rank, and still remain as number one team in the SEC. So, one loss doesn't kill your season. It just doesn't help that it was against Alabama in the airplane hangar. Uh, but of course. If you want to see me elsewhere, it's going to be right here on the college loop. Where you like, comment, and subscribe. Leave your thoughts on that game that happened yesterday. Uh, and leave your predictions for how you think Auburn's going to perform against Mississippi State. Uh, and with all of that, uh, make sure you follow social medias on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, the works, all of those at the college loop. And if you need help spelling that, it's right over there in the top corner. It's booked hard right over there. It's also down below and all, everywhere else that we post. Uh, but of course, with all of that being said, I'm going to give you something to eat. And this has been the College Loop Podcast. Love you guys.